You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Mike from Clarence, and this is 107.1 FM WCXP LP Chicago, chirpradio.org. Awesome, and this is Sarah Brooks, and I'm here with Mike Bellis from Clarence. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? Um, You guys, I noticed we're last on the podcast three years ago, Um, so what's new since then? What's been happening since... Three years ago, wow. Yeah, Um, 2016. No, we've released a a 7-inch and an LP, I think, since beginning of 2016, and uh, been on a bunch of tours since. Very nice. And just kind of pivoting to bands in Chicago. I know you mentioned, you know, bands here. And I know, yeah. I feel like you guys are all very tight-knit and the circle here is very close. What, in your opinion, makes the Chicago music scene different than others and more special? Maybe not more special, but what makes it special? Um, I think it's the diversity of just like different kinds of bands. Like there isn't like... A Chicago sound even though a lot of people tried to pin it to like garage rock like eight years ago or something um but like I don't know you can listen to really anything there's like if you whatever you're interested in there's probably a thriving um circle of bands or groups or artists that are doing it really well in Chicago um like especially like free jazz and experimental noise stuff is like really awesome in Chicago um better than almost anywhere in the country I would you know say um, and it's built just around like enthusiastic people and like artists that are really, you know, willing to collaborate with other people. I think um, that's present in the indie rock community too. There are a lot of people there in other bands. Um, people are pretty unselfish with their time and um, projects. It's very like inclusive in that way. I mean, uh, the guys in Clarence play in other bands a lot. Um, I've said I'm on. Um, bass and guitar for like other projects here and there just because we're fans of each other's friends and um you know no one takes it too seriously where you have to like stay buttoned up and do your own thing um people are serious about their projects but i think that kind of kindness is like and willingness to collaborate is like what makes chicago um hard to pin down but also like i don't know more fun to be in than a lot of other big cities of its size yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with that. And I see that spirit in a lot of, you know, the local bands that I know and I've met. It seems like they're always willing to collaborate with each other or like, I know, for example, like Pool Holograph, some of the members are in like two other bands. Yeah, yeah. It just works. Like there's no like unhealthy tension, which I think is really, really awesome. Totally. And like even like Kevin and Arthur from our band, like play in Jake, the drummer from Pool Holograph's project. Like they're, you know, it's like, so, I mean... That band in particular is like very kind of close to us. We're like good buds with them. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many opportunities to do things. I think an- another reason Chicago's unique is that it's like a big city, but it's also kind of free of, for better or for worse, industry attention. So there's like less of like this like dog eat dog mentality where it's like you're under this like industry spotlight, um, which is a good and bad thing. You know, it's like 
it'd certainly be nice if, you know, New York and LA paid a little bit more attention to what's going on here. But like at the same time, it gives us more freedom to kind of do things on our own terms. We should talk about your newest album at your leisure. It's great. I know it came Thank out you. last year, but it's still getting a lot of a lot of buzz. Um, and I'm not going to bring up the pavement question because <laughs> you've been asked it so many times. And I feel like on this album, you guys don't like you. I see the influence, but I wouldn't listen to you guys and say like you are trying to be pavement. I, I feel like you're trying to kind of carve out your own identity. I need, I hear influences from many other groups. Mm-hmm. Where did you guys mainly? draw your influences from for that record yeah i mean um i mean just for the pavement thing i mean like they've always been there but i mean it's always like i've always been kind of surprised at how that's been emphasized more than like maybe other influences because we've been influenced by a lot of things over like the, the years. clean yeah there like all many that, bands that... all that stuff from new zealand and like even contemporary australian indie rock like there are a lot of bands that are doing like taking a lot of inspiration from that more like I don't know, like kitchen sink kind of jangly rock um, from the 80s. And um, and from right now, there's just like a lot of bands that are doing that. And we always kind of roped ourselves into that category. Um, and other bands that are just kind of making guitar pop in general these days, um, like Ultimate Painting or like, you know, any of those kinds of meat and potatoes guitar bands that are not necessarily rewriting the book aesthetically, but like concentrating on making good songs um that's kind of always been our inspiration um you know there was like a moment like when speedy ortiz and like all these other kind of indie rock bands were like being you know accused of mining 90s indie rock where it's like every band that was like not like sounding like tame impala or something was just like a slacker band and i think that's just like a a shorthand um for better or for worse i i see why people would think that we're you know trying to do all that but with this record, yeah, I mean, it's like it's really a lot of that Flying Nun stuff. And it's a lot of um, those newer bands like Ultimate Painting and, um, you know, other bands like Omni and, um, you know, just trying to be economical with our arrangements and songwriting. And, um, you know, we're not trying to make like a War on Drugs record, you know, or something. We're not agonizing over it, um, the texture of each synth line. Um Maybe one day, but <laughs> maybe one day, not today, but maybe one day. And then how did you approach um, at your leisure versus rapid rewards? Um, uh, somewhat similarly, I think um, we worked with Dave Vitrano, the same engineer. We did it in uh, we recorded rapid rewards in the public house studio, like which was the basement of where Kevin and Dave were living at the time. Um, just like an awesome like basement studio with all his gear. We outsourced it a little bit more um, at your leisure to um, Minball, uh, which is now Jam Deck. It's like a studio in Humboldt Park, um, like midsize, comfortable, live room. We did it mostly there and then did some overdubs in like our practice space and um, Dave's new like home studio. Um, 
took a little bit more time in terms of just like getting tones and things together, but ultimately like not too different. I don't think in terms of all that. Nice. And then um, many of the songs to me just sounded really effortless. Like they're just very like, I know that's not the case, but to me, they just, they flow really well together and it's very cohesive. Um, and the lyricism is really great. Um, which of the songs would you say resonated with you the most and which song was the hardest for you to write? Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like some things we've had in the bag, like pretty for like a little while. Um, like had a fantastic was probably the first song we wrote for the record. Um, and I was just wanting to write like kind of like a punchy guitar pop song that was, um, you know, could have been like a wire song or something. Um, I don't know. I mean, like some of the songs were hard to write from like an arrangement standpoint, just figuring out like, you know, maybe getting a little over ambitious with having too many guitars or like too many things going on. Um, Frozen Orange and Bird's Eye View were kind of like songs that like had a lot of layers and melodies going on at the same time. So it was just kind of like subtract, like don't, don't try to oversaturate everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, some songs came together really quickly. Like chances are, we wrote um, while we were recording the basic tracks for it, like in the studio, I just went home and like finished an idea and was like, hey, I think I've got something here. Let's try this. Um, and then everybody ended up really liking it. And we were able to track it within the next week. Um, so sometimes things like that just happen out of nowhere. What is next for Clarence? What's what's up for you guys? Yeah, so um, we went on tour uh, on the record last summer. Um, we're all kind of working on our own projects at the moment. Kevin and Greg uh, started a label. They just put out uh, their second release from a Chicago band called Drool, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all just kind of working on our own stuff. Hopefully get a third LP on the way at some point this year. Um, tour when it's appropriate without kind of grinding down too much. Uh, we've did a lot of DIY touring, uh, over the last six years. So I think we're just trying to be a little bit more deliberate in terms of like when we really want to, what we really want to devote our effort to with that. But I think the next thing for us is to get back to the drawing board with another record. That all sounds good. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank so you. that's Thanks all for set. Me. Tell me what's You can find this and other interviews at tripradio.org slash podcasts.
Chirp Radio, hear what's next.